Hi and welcome along to a new episode of On The Streets. I'm a bit croaky today, I think I've got a cold coming on. Um, but yeah, so I haven't done a lot of photography over the last four weeks or so. Um, basically since the last episode, I haven't touched a film camera. In fact, I haven't touched a camera at all. But I have been doing a few bits and pieces um, one of the things that's happened this past week is you've heard me mention the Kodak 2238 project a few times on this podcast and the original 30-ish photographers who were given the roles of film from Michael Bartosek, um have finally come to the end of their so-called project and this has actually ended up being a zine and Ian Barnaby Nutt who designed and got the zine actually produced has been sending them out to the original 30 odd people over the last um, few days I think and I think I was lucky enough to be one of the first or the first to get a copy and um, yeah so I'm just going to talk about the actual zine or it's more than a zine really though because it's actually a perfect bound book so you've got a nice solid spine it's not saddle stitch like a, a that you'd expect a normal um, zine to be and basically it's got two photographs from each photographer that shot on the project now I don't want to give too much away on the actual um, stuff of this because most people like I say haven't actually received their um, books yet and as it's traveling all around the world I think as far as places like Thailand and Australia people might not be getting their books as early as me but I just want to give a, a hint of what it's like the pictures are an eclectic range of pictures they range from everything from cars through to street photography to landscapes obviously everything's in black and white the book's nicely produced uh, it's on a heavy grade bond stock feels like it's like a 250 bond stock that's been printed on and like I say it was two photographs from each person and I don't know it's probably 50 60 70 pages something like that I haven't actually counted them but it's a really nice book um, and it's been really nice to actually been involved in this project. I've never done a, a community project before, so it was nice to be involved in it. Facebook group, people um, giving suggestions of how to process the film, how to even shoot it, um, as it's a ISO 25 film. Some people were shooting it ISO 6 or 12. Um, personally, I shot both my roles at... 25 and developed them in rodinol which was the only chemical i actually had and i think it was 16 minutes in the rodinol but i was really happy with the way the images came out and i think everybody was to be quite honest um yeah and it's a great little book of images from the original 30 people um i think ian's still selling them on his etsy page so if anyone's interested in actually getting a copy yeah picking it up i'll leave a link to his etsy page so you can go along and have a look but it's a nice little production and i must say i'm really happy with my 
copy and my contribution to it along with everyone else. Although the initial project has um, probably come to a close now, the actual Facebook group is still open and I think it's now a fully open group. So if you're interested in shooting this film and you know getting hold of some, um, Michael's still got the group running on Facebook and it, as the Codec 2238 project. So you can still join up and see what's going on there um, basically really it's a whole resource now of how to actually shoot and develop this film this type of film um, and he's now moving on to a new project which is the Kodak 2468 project which I think is starting up sometime next month which should be October um, and I think this is a black and white positive film which sounds quite interesting but it's got a very low ISO um, it, I think I heard him actually say that it's 0 0.2 um, ISO so I'm not sure whether I'm going to actually sign up for this particular project because living in the UK we're now moving into winter um, Although it's a lovely, bright, sunny day today, come October, November, um, the clocks are going to go back. It's going to start to get dark and dingy, and I'm not particularly sure how well that film would work um, at this time of the year. Although, saying that, I'm going to be starting up my own personal project again, which I started the early part of this year. Um, which is called London After Dark and I'm wondering how well the actual because it's such a fine grained film the um, 2238 how well that will work for nighttime shots even at long exposures um, but I need to work out how well it will work for long exposures and yeah it'll be interesting to see but it's another couple of months away before I can actually start getting that project off the ground again. But like I say, Michael's going to move on to a new project now. And I guess he'll be looking for volunteers to actually shoot on this film. Um, you can find out all about it actually on his new podcast, which is called the Ultra Low ISO Club. So um, yeah, search that out. It's on iTunes and all good podcatchers. I thought I'd give you an update on how I'm getting on with my HP printer and the um, instant ink system. I think I'm into my third month now with the printer and the instant ink. And so far, um, the package I'm actually on because of the, uh, the way it worked was the £7.99 package, which means that you get 300 prints or 300 pages a month now to be honest I've not even come close to that I think the first month I done I know around 170 maybe 180 pages but it does allow you to roll over to the next month so then on my second month that meant I had 300 plus say 100 
for argument's sake. So they meant 400 pages. Um, that second month, I didn't actually print a lot at all. And I think maybe I only printed maybe 90. So now I'm into the third month. And obviously, I've got the 300 pages again. But the rollover, I actually lost. So as it's um, a nine-month trial that I've actually got, I'm, it's not costing me anything per se. But... Um, I think when that finally runs out, I think I might drop down to the £3.99, which will be, I think is 100 pages per month, which I think would be more closer to what I would be printing, or not just me, but the family in general. And, um, yeah, but it, it's been working out quite well. Um, so far, I've had um, three cartridges sent out to me, and I also bought a sample pack from a um, inkjet paper company called Marut, Marut, M-A-R-R-U-T-T, um, and their sample, sample pack they sent out had 14 different A4 sheets of paper um, ranging from uh, a pro-gloss to a, a, um, like a canvas paper, and I've been printing on them just to try it out, see if there's anything, any particular paper I, I quite like. Um, there are there are a couple that I've actually quite liked, and they are more on the um, satin and um, luster type papers. Um, they can be, I don't know, I suppose reasonably expensive. I, well, I don't know. I mean, for so, so there's one paper that I particularly like, which is a, a 260 gram um, satin oyster. And for a pack of 50 sheets, A4 size is £21.50 plus fat. So, it, it you know, it's, I suppose, mid-range for reasonable paper when the paper I have been using up until now have been normally bought out of the pound shop and it was just any old type of paper. I must admit, I do like the canvas paper because it gives you that um, mottled effect on the actual images. That looked quite nice. And the gloss ones, I'm not so much uh, in favour of, but then I'm not a gloss type person either. But it's all archive, archival paper. Um, but I'm not sure how well, even though the paper's archival, I'm not sure how well the inks will last um because it obviously it's a dye based ink um for the um inkjet printer so i don't know how the inks would last i need to probably do um a torture test like mike gutman does but um it's probably the wrong time of the year to be doing it now because i'm not going to have be having the sun so strong going into the winter and whatnot but maybe next year i might might decide to um, give that a try but like I say this paper seems to be quite good even though it might be slightly on the expensive side but the prints so far that I've done I've probably printed half of the paper that I got for the sample pack and like I say I do like s some of it um, one of the ones like I said was the canvas paper and they do that actually as a roll as well um, 
And I know Mike was saying that he buys his paper now as roll sheets and cuts them himself. But, yeah, um, I might buy a, a, a full pack and see how we go with the printing of it. It seems to print quite well for the black and whites anyway. The black and whites seem to come out quite nice and strong. One of my pictures from earlier in the year, which is a nighttime scene, I printed on the canvas and uh, just black only and I'm quite happy the way that it's come out I will post a couple of pictures on the Instagram page um, so people can actually have a look and see what they look like after they've been printed but so far so good with this uh, HP Instant Ink system um, I'm enjoying it and I'm definitely printing a lot more at home than I've ever done in the past when I had my old Epsom and I think using the better quality papers is actually um, giving the pictures a much nicer look. So I finally got all my colour film scanned and processed from my Paris trip. Um, I have to say I'm a bit disappointed with it. Not the actual photographs but the scanning process and oh man it took forever. It was just... Um, thing doing six images at a time was just so soul destroying but yeah just the way that the scans uh, have come out um, sometimes I had to go back in and rescan I just think they're not sitting flat enough to get a um, sharp enough image on the flatbed um, so I was a bit disappointed with some of them a bit annoyed with that so I again started to look at the um, way of digitalizing, digitalizing them with my digital camera um, obviously I'm still waiting on the pixelator to finally um, become reality uh, I saw Hamish has posted again um, I think last week that um, progress is slow but it's getting there so Hopefully we might have it soon, maybe, maybe get it for Christmas. Um, but yeah, so um, I was having a look and I found a website that was showing you how to um, process the negatives in GIMP. Now obviously getting the images onto the digital camera is not a problem because I've done it before, I've got my light box, I've got a macro 50 lens, and that's straightforward enough to do it's just always getting the color processed um, getting it correct this way shows you that what you need to do you you take a a, um, a sample of the actual orange mask so you know when you get your film processed and sometimes either on the front or the end of the roll you'll have um, a complete orange just a blank orange thing what it was saying is you scan that as well and use that as your base um, I tried that and it does work to a degree on I don't know say maybe 80% of the pictures that I tried it with um, but sometimes I'd, I'd do exactly the same thing and on one image and I'd end up with really funky colors just you know completely um, way off the mark um, the idea was that you 
get your negative in you put a layer on it and then use this orange use the orange mask to fill the layer then you do an invert on that particular layer then you flatten it then invert the whole picture which then gives you a close approximation of what the image should look like and then it's going in and doing some white balance adjustments and um, contrast which I think most of the programs do as well um, but like I say it, it, it was hit and miss some pictures turned out fine others just ended up with real funky colors then I saw that um, there's a free software another free software because we like free software called raw therapy that has just been updated to 5.7 I think it is and that's got a uh, color negative um, flip in it as well that you can upload your color negative and then it will do the process on it and I've tried that and yeah again it works reasonably well but probably only 80 maybe 85 percent of the time and then you still do get funky colors coming out of it um, with a particular shot you, you just get well it, it it doesn't even give you a close approximation of what it should be it's just way off um, I had it a couple of times where I ended up the actual overall image was quite yellow and thing and you know I know I can go in and adjust it and thing but I gotta be honest I don't want to be sitting spending 20 minutes you know processing one picture each time and uh, yeah so I don't know I know a lot of people have been using this negative lab pro but I don't use Lightroom um, it's something that I've never used I, I kind of learnt all my Photoshop skills actually in Photoshop so to go over and start using Lightroom I, I did find it quite difficult so I just stuck with what I knew um, so I think it's a case of back to the black and white and um, leaving the colour until I can find a, a good bit of software that I can afford that will get me the uh, colour images that I expect and that I like so yeah I think it's back to um, black and white and as we're coming into winter now as well I think um, black and white will work better for this this time of the year anyway because um, London does tend to be grey and gloomy for the next few months so yeah that's been my um, experience with processing my colour films over the last few weeks um, not a great experience but like with everything in film photography it's a learning curve and I'm starting to get used to it but like I say back to the black and white I haven't been on a photo walk um, for quite a few months through the summer but I noticed that um, on the 12th of October there's actually two being run the first one is being run by the London Camera Project, uh, which is Rob, 
and he's doing it with in conjunction again with uh, Lomography and that's going to be in London in Soho so if anyone's interested um, yeah pop along to Rob's Instagram which is at London Camera Project and he's got the details up there for when that's on and the second one which is like I say on the same day is Animal Mystery is running one down in Brighton um, which he seems to run the Brighton one every few months I think um, and I'm torn now between which to go to um, I did see Rob's one first and thought oh yeah I'll go along to that as it's local but then I haven't been to Brighton in a couple of years um, I think the last time I was down there was for the Brighton Pride um, so it would be nice to make a trip back down there and also go with someone who knows the area quite well um, and maybe find some different shots um, shooting in London all the time you tend to stick to the same areas and also um, kind of shoot the same scenes a lot of the time so going somewhere else would be a nice change I'll have to um, I think I might wait just wait and see what the weather's going to be like and if it's going to be poor then London if it's going to be reasonably reasonably nice then um, Brighton could be the choice but yeah um, so if you want to check out both of them um, check out Animal Mysteries um, Instagram and Rob's at London Camera Project well again I think that's it for this particular episode hope you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on about some stuff um, you can see my pictures at Flaneur with the camera and on the streets podcast on Instagram you can always get in contact via email at on the streets at talktalk.net or leave a voice message through the anchor app I'll leave links to most of the things I've spoken about today in the show notes so if you want to pop along and see anything about the 2238 project or the ultra low, ultra low ISO club um, the links for that will be there and yeah thanks for listening and bye for now <laughs>